I don't know, Mac. Your, your wife's got a good computer because you sound good. <laughs> she's got a great fucking computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever she's got, you need to get. Well, yeah. Well, hers hers probably doesn't have bourbon spilled in it from months yeah, ago. Yeah, that yeah. corroding the innards. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. You know what that is? That's the curse of Basil Hayden. <laughs> right. I tell you, I shut down their goddamn infrastructure. Yo. <laughs> This is another episode of Decoding 40. Decoding 40. What's up? This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Alward, and I'm talking directly into the mic. I would also imagine it's not burdened with tons and tons of porn traffic. Yo, <laughs> I'm t- when I when I would I would I would literally print out my history to show y'all that I don't watch no porn. I don't watch no porn. I just don't. Listen, we know you would no delete the the uh, history. Come on now, stop it. No, 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 no. But he show us the, the wifey list, <laughs> right? I I ain't Come got on. that much time. I ain't got Trader that much Jones. time or energy to, to mm. do all that. No, no, no. I don't want. I'm telling you, I don't watch porn like y'all. Every time you say that, a dead hooker gets her wings. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, well I, I would like to know how do you know how much porn I'm watching? Are you in my infrastructure? Uh, it's not, it's not, you know, I would really like to know how you're so positive that you watch 10% less porn than I do. I, I no, I watch ten percent no, of the porn. He, he watches watch. ninety percent less porn than you do. I watch I watch ninety oh, percent oh, oh. less porn than all of you. How do you know for this sure. for sure? This is why his computer's not Guaranteed. working because he's looking at right. our porn. Oh, this nigga think he mad. He just looked over your shoulder. Hold up. And it don't count. This, this nigga, this nigga Mac is Matthew Broderick and War Games is going through niggas' computers and shit. Trying to find out our motherfucking porn history. Get out of here, nigga. Oh. <laughs> nigga, Apple was like, oh, wow. I can't take any more of the porn. Uh. <laughs> I literally went through my hard drive and I was like, let me see what's going on. And I, I have, I have probably about two hundred to two between two and three hundred classes and courses, and it's uh, clogging up my hard drive. But I don't think it's just that. So I have to go take a look at it. We'll see. Yeah, but virus. You mean Apple gets viruses? I thought they don't I get viruses. Don't, no, I don't think this is a virus. I think this oh, is um, okay. it's infrastructure. No, no, I think it's malware, which is a little different. So malware or or yeah, good or, or bad. Or Mal, I just have mal means bad. Yeah, mal means bad. Or <laughs> I have or or malware sounds like virus to me. That's a yeah, yeah that's a big word for virus, sir. I don't know what that means, you know. Or it sounds like a virus, sir. Yeah, Apple got a word in it. That's what I've been here, sir. Or I just have I just have uh, too much shit on the hard drive, and I need to take oh, off about okay. 
a terabyte worth of shit off. Hey, Poppy, don't get rid of me, Poppy. Don't get rid of me, Poppy. Wait, how, how big is your internal hard drive? Um, That's I think exactly it's how it sounds on his computer. Two or four terabyte. I think it's two terabytes. It might be two terabytes. Two terabytes? And you got that shit filled up? I got, the I Library have, of Congress? I have, <laughs> I, I have less Why? than... He's the Library of the Dominican Republic. I have less than... <laughs> I have less than... I'm happy. Hello. No, it's no porn. It's no porn. I have no porn. You None. know what? I think what I, may be I happening think, here... I think you're playing semantics. What we yes. call porn, you are calling video pleasure. Twerk, twerk videos. Right. Yes. First of all, first of all, I don't download the save any of that i i might i might i might hold on hold on downloads porn i forward links to other people for curation purposes because i'm mr raw and i want all your fantasies to come true so what's about i want to ask let me put some holes in this let me ask you you forwarding forwarding videos have you seen what's in the videos let me ask you a question so you've watched it let me ask you a question No, you just forward. No, 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 let me ask no, you a question. Right, right. Hold okay. Hold on. Ask I'm Rico, Rico and, and Belly. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit <laughs> I'm, at all. I'm gonna have to drop a dime. I'm gonna have to drop a dime. Um <laughs> you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie, Craig. Do you think the guys that own the strip club sit outside in the seat and watch the strip show all night? I believe that mm-hmm. sound meant you're full of shit right there, my friend. That was actually somebody sending me a business message. I'll see if I yeah, can turn that, it off. That was the devil yeah. saying you're full of shit. Let me just answer the question. Probably not. No. S- why not? No, they're they're in there working. Right, because it's their job. You don't have, you so don't have time so, because you're at work. So you suggesting right. that? So when I'm on my computer, when I'm on my computer, I'm at work and I'm in front of a computer a lot, and I don't have the disposable time to be going through and looking at. Weird I'm porn sorry. history, I, and it's a waste I, of time. I, I tell you what, I watch a whole lot more, more than anything so, else. I watch so defensive with this, with this political <laughs> videos. Oh, I'm is, not defensive. You, you can believe whatever sorry. you want. I'm just telling sorry. you the truth. You guys, I'm aware that have you trouble with, have with a the number fact of that hats in your life. I, I don't but tell me which job description includes Dominican women twerking <laughs> videos. <laughs> <laughs> Which which one of them requires you to watch right. those which videos? One, which hey, which job does that fall under? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Yo, okay. I had I had a, I, I had a horrible porn experience this week. So somebody who will go unnamed who I this know, week this 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 week this in the last seven days. So I put something on Twitter. You know how you have people on your list, and a lot of us have multiple Twitter accounts. And somebody, no, 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 no. Someone who I know liked one of my posts, liked one of my posts. And they were like, they were like, oh, like I click on it because I didn't know who it was. I was just like, who is this? And it was somebody I know, but they accidentally liked my post from their porn account, which I didn't know they have. But it was a gay, it was a, it was a gay porn account. Whoa. So I didn't know that there was this second account and it was very uh, shocking and I couldn't, because my computer wasn't working well, I couldn't close it out as fast as I wanted to. I'm trying to exit out. And it's like, and it's like there's a lot going on on my screen. There's a lot of not safe. Oh. Not Yo, safe the wife did walk in on you. 
What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> it really, it could have been bad. It could have been. What bad. kind of sick shit are you into now? <laughs> but you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you're into, you're into. I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't. Oh, because you know, Twitter, about- Twitter don't have those filters. You know what I'm saying? Twitter don't have them filters. When you, you go to somebody's to porn account, LGBTQ plus community. I'm not, I'm not blaming them. I'm, saying, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm saying you uh, like what you like. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how you went to the link and saw the, what the motherfucker wrote on Twitter and it got no. to a gay porn site. Like, how the fuck? Did no, that no, 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 no. Here's the rub. Here's the rub. Here's the rub. When I when I saw the Why light, you gotta say the rub though. <laughs> Pause. When, when you when you <laughs> Pause. When, when when you know when when somebody likes something, they shows the the icon and I recognize the face. I was yeah. like, oh. So I was like, I was like, but what account is this? Like, I like I clicked on it to see what it was, you know. So they have their real face on their porn, their 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 burner porn account. Yeah. Who is this savage? This Mandango. I'm absolutely not going. He out clicked there. on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but he was you like, man, hey, man, you met his cousin Mandango. I love, I love this, you. I love this person. I love this person dearly, and um, I would never out them. But it Yo. was just a little shocking. It was shocking. What, I wasn't what, ready. Was I it wasn't was ready. it Bobby the Bear Hunter? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I sent you. I sent you a, a Twitter a tweet from somewhere else. It's my burner account. But Wait a minute. So do they now know that yes. you know? I haven't have said anything. Burner. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't said anything because I didn't want to make it awkward. Um, but you've but, obviously liked their posts, so they know that you're aware. No, of I didn't like. I didn't like any of their posts. Oh, I just, you just clicked, clicked on the, the account, and I was like. Mm. Because I recognize the face, but I was like, I, I thought they changed. You know, how you change the name, but you know, you change you yeah. change the name of your Twitter account, but not the URL. This person so, is a savage. This person is a savage. But they're you know they're, they're my savage, and I have a lot of those. You know, no, no, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not judging. Like you, I'm sa- saying, like you savages. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying that if you're going to go to the effort of making a burner account and not worry about changing your actual um, avatar picture, you're a savage. Yeah. Yeah, G, triple O, G, triple. <laughs> You're savage. Oh, shit. Pretty much. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota 40 fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. L.O.D., O.D., a.k.a. Just a month and a half away from 48. Jesus. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, in the building. Chilling. Hope everybody's good out there. This is Alaric. Uh, I wasn't. I was waiting for more. Yeah, I was expecting oh, a little more today. All right, let me, let me try it again. Let me try it again. One more time. One more time. Yeah. This is Alaric. There you go. We should have everybody call in and do your, your best uh, this is Alaric impression. <laughs> that give was us a call dope. at Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give us a call at it's and, four, and five, your, four. And for the record, I will be leaving a message myself. I like this. Yes, we, we want everybody, everybody uh to leave your best uh this is Alaric impression. And uh we'll play the top three on the on the podcast. But with that said, what's going on in your lives, fellas? This week was relatively quiet. I did. There was something I wanted to talk about, but I didn't write it down. So I have no idea what it is. So let me pull some shit out of thin air. 
I was trying to watch some movies this weekend, but I didn't get a chance to finish them. Uh, Regina King's One Night in Miami was actually pretty good for the first 45 minutes or so that I saw it. I thought the actor was pretty good, but I want to finish it. And there was something else. Oh, I know what it was. So you guys are fans of uh, Black Mirror. Yes. Very much. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've seen a couple. Really? Of oh, okay. Well, definitely recommend you, you recommend watch it? Black Mirror. Yes. Okay. I think you really would get into it. And it's like four or five seasons at this point. So you'll have time to really like binge on it. But Amazon Video now has their version of it. And it's called Electric Rain, maybe, I think. Very good episodes. Really good, like Twilight Zone-ish, but kind of just flips the story. Oh, man, just really good. Brian uh, Cranston is in one of them. And uh, he's just really good. He's just really good. Uh, but the one that I would recommend because it was recommended to me, shoot, I had a note and I can't even get to it right now. But you're a bit of a sci-fi blurred, aren't you? Uh, on the low, yes, on the low. Oh, yeah, I think so. There's this one. It's about a town that uh, becomes taken over by a factory, and how I don't want to give it away, but it's so good, it's so good. And it, it was recommended to me by actually the young lady who is doing some uh, design work for me. So uh, I already like where her head is. So I'm looking forward to some good uh, work from her. But on the other uh, side of it, I am um, and I'm, I'm happy to now announce this like publicly um, only because we've gotten three episodes in. I am now producing another episode and another podcast. And this new podcast is as equally enjoyable in terms of the uh, feeling that I get. Uh, as this podcast and uh, it's called authentically me by Annette Gregory MacArthur. And I encourage everybody to listen to it. It is a little bit heavy, um, a lot different than this podcast, but it explores the grief journey from the loss of a spouse, a sudden loss of a spouse and the steps that it takes to kind of find your way and um, I think she does an amazing job of it. And um, I'm just just really proud of it. So everybody go listen to that um, right after you listen to this and it will balance you the fuck out. Am I going to cry? Uh, it's very likely that you will. But the, the result that I've gotten from it is now I sit in my bed overthinking the things that she talks about, um, but in a good way, because it makes you really appreciate particularly your spouse and um, wanting to make sure that all the moments that you have with them are uh, valued and, and cherished. So um, I, that's, that's my takeaway that uh, other than that, you know, I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm sitting there thinking her husband died in his sleep. So there'll be times I'm sleeping and I wake up like, and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm still alive. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I get you. Sometimes my snoring is so loud, even though, well with the machine, I don't snore, but you know, if I don't have that yeah. machine on, it's, it's loud. Sometimes <laughs> so, I wake up. You know. Yeah. So sure. yeah, I, I encourage everybody to go listen to it. Um, please support that podcast as well as this one and uh, love you. Thank you. Bye. Subscribe now. <laughs> Isn't that special? What's up with you, Vin? Uh, watching like everybody else and seeing being in suspense to see what's going to happen on Wednesday. Are they going to start popping the pop, pop, the pop? Or are they just talking that shit? So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready either way. 
You know what I'm talking about? So I'm just <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, navigate through this thing we call life. And, uh, you know, just hope that hope for the best. Right. I don't want I don't want anyone to be hurt, killed or maimed for whatever reason. I'm not that invested into these motherfuckers like that, but I am aware who they can be. And, and you know, they they represented that on the 6th of January. Other than that, things are good. You know, my 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 kids are good. My wife is good. Job is a job, job. You know what I'm saying? I'm working. What are you going to do? The fucking times is what's going on right now. You know? Good times. You're going to stay alive. That's what you're going to do. I am going to stay alive. I'm, I'm yeah, just, look, at the job, it's, it's getting crazier. You know, these homeless motherfuckers are t- taking over. Mm. And, they're, and they're not really doing anything about it. So it, that's that's a that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So um, we'll see what happens. The homeless running the tr- running the town, huh? Pretty much, they're running the town. They're fucking. So is it just like during the pandemic? You know, it's like whatever. But do you, do you think once the pandemic starts to subside, that the city will get more aggressive? I don't want to say aggressive. Will be more attentive to the homeless situation. It's not going to change until we have another administration, or I should say, the city has another administration. Oh, really. De Blasio's lame duck. He's not going to do anything about it. He hasn't done anything about it. So it's going to take another administration. And and I would love to be on a committee where they would ask a question like, what do you think of the hotbed issue? I'd be homeless. I would say homelessness. And I think the person who rallies behind that and actually has a platform and knows what they want to talk about and have an actual fix could win a lot of the vote because it's caught, it's a problem all over the city now. Right. And it's mm-hmm. affecting it's affecting the white folks in Central Park West. Mm-hmm. And they're they're upset about that, right? Because now they're moving and going to the Hamptons or wherever the fuck they go when they're not in the city. So it's not they, really affecting them. They just it's fake outrage. Well, yeah, it's not like they're in their, they're not they're not in their lobbies. It's just right. they're they're in they're <laughs> in the same neighborhood now because apparently they had um de Blasio had put them up in a hotel in that area. I'm not sure what type of hotel it is or what. But they basically rented the hotel and had all the homeless people sleeping there, and Which was they were a brilliant idea. It was, but it was a problem when they still pissed and shit on the street and and on the blocks, and they were <laughs> which is know. which is pretty weird. Like you, if you're going to be put up in a hotel, why would you leave the hotel to go shit and piss? And <laughs> hey, let me go outside coffee. where I feel comfortable. Poppy, this is where I piss and shit. Listen, Poppy, I can't drop a shit unless it's between the bodega garbage can. In the parking oh, lot, that Gucci the- toilet, that Gucci toilet, it. just don't shit. It don't I, shit the I same. think, I, I think this same. is, a, I think this is elitist Jersey Vinny talking right now. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> What's that? Because I, I don't think people leave their hotel room to go outside to shit. I no, think no, no, no. people just don't like the fact that homeless people can live in the same neighborhood as them. No, that wasn't me. That was that was an actual. I saw. Well, you said they were shitting and pissing outside. That was my point. Because I saw a newscast where a person said they're fucking pissing and shit, like defecating. Maybe no. Then that person being an asshole. And how do you know it was the people at the hotel? Maybe they had a guest come over, and on the way out, they had to. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe maybe it's the person that was already living on the street, right? Who you never noticed until you had neighbors who needed help. Listen, Maybe. I didn't do the news story. That's what I saw. So listen, whatever the case is, there was shit and piss there where where it used to where it wasn't before. 
So they have a problem with that, and they're blaming it on the bums. I don't know why I'm always trying to elevate the bums. I'm always trying to knock them up a level. I'm trying to to give them jobs. Hold up. up. I will eat out of the garbage can, but, sir, I will not shit or urinate on the sidewalk. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, sir. So I got a question. Did Andrew Andrew Yang put his hat in the ring for mayor? Um, Not that I I heard there was talk about it. I think he said he was talking about it. I don't know if he actually officially he is from New York, but then I was reading his bio and you know, a few paragraphs down, it mentions that he's from Schenectady. Ah, wait, Schenectady. That counts. counts. No, that does not count. That does not count. That's the 37th borough. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it's so rough up here. I I really like like Andrew Yang. I like Andrew It's so rough up here in the Skinnet. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? We got apples and shit. He may live in the city now. I'm not even sure. But but he was in San Francisco. He did go to Columbia. I I, I really like Andrew Yang, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Maya Wiley. Maya Wiley is running for president. I mean, he's running for mayor. For mayor, yeah. Isaac yeah. Wright Jr. is also running for mayor. Those are the two that I'm, I've got my eye on right now. I'm not know. familiar with either one of them. I, I Isaac I Wright know. is... Are you familiar with the ABC show for life? The About the attorney who was yeah. an inmate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to get rid of the duck tail, man. He's got to cut that shag. I was it. saying to myself, like, is New York ready for a mayor... With a ponytail? No. no. The, the answer is no, and we weren't ready for it in the 70s when it was in fashion. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're not getting a black vote with your shit slicked back like you're that. Not get, you're, you're definitely not, not getting a ponytail. ponytail. Yeah. I got to see this. I got to see this person. Someone please but, send me a link. He got a comp while he was in jail, and he yeah. he just fell in love with the look, and he just kept rolling with it. He was in jail. He, he's smart. He's smart. He's really smart. He's really, really smart. Really, really smart. So you yeah. think they're gonna elect a jailbird? I mean, he's well, he's he's um, a well-known attorney at this point. Yeah, I, I I get all that. I understand that. But do you really think they're gonna elect a person who's been in jail? Staten Island isn't, but the rest right. of the boroughs. Exactly. I think his 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 greatest. Well, Staten Island is. Staten Island. He's Staten gonna be Island. big in Brooklyn. He's gonna Staten be big Island is the turd of New York City. Staten Island is a fucking. Piece of shit, bro. It's a it's a garbage well, dump. What, it's really that's what it is. It's a garbage dump. Well, what do you think about Eric Adams? You think he's got a chance? He's got a shot. Eric Adams. Right. He's the uh, the Brooklyn Borough President. He he was he was he was a former police officer. He was the head of like uh, one hundred um, black police black officers man. organization oh, or one hundred oh, black men. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that guy. I didn't know he was running for mayor. That okay. He lacks charisma. He's a little dull, but I feel like he's the type of person that might be able to get some shit done. But he's direct and he's clear and he's articulate about the issues that he's uh, passionate about. So I don't know. We will see. But whoever comes in there, they're going to have to fucking clean up the mess that is New York City. So one of the things I've said about this this race, I'm going to really get behind someone and try to participate in in their uh, campaign. So... uh, Oh, wait, I, I, I get, we got I, a message. I, Yang is running for mayor. I like Maya Wiley because I think she has been fighting a good fight. She has the best political chops. Um, I know her heart is in the right place. And it would be great to see a black woman as mayor of New York City. I think the city would be a thousand times better. But I do like Andrew Yang a lot. So 
I, I could get behind that ticket. Good to keep um, I'm not mistaken, go. my parents were like civil rights attorneys or they were heavy in the civil rights uh, movement. And that's the cloth that she's cut from. Hmm. Um, and now um, she is administrator. I, I can't remember. She, she has an administrative role at the new school. Um, it might be Dean or something like that, but um, she she's she's done uh, a lot of civil rights work, um, legal defense work as well. If there's ever a time for a black woman to run for mayor of New York City, it's right now. Oh, You're right about that. You are right about that. Climate, the climate is good for that to happen. Um, you just you you do need somebody who's an effective. Um, because this city is, is, is a huge undertaking, somebody who's got to manage this city. And when you think about all of the moving parts, I know I would never, ever, ever want to be mayor of this city. New York, New York City is like managing a small country. Absolutely. Mm. It's what it is. When you talk about just the, the fear, the, 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 the sheer finance of it, you know what I mean? The finances itself. I mean, the police department got billion, a billions of dollars in, 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 in a budget, just them. Everybody else too, FDNY, all that shit. It's it's man, listen, it's a pain in the ass. But they've been, you know, like every other municipality in the, in the nation, they've been taking money from social programs and, and hospitals and things of that nature. And now the shit is out of control, yeah. and they they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to do something about it because now they, we have it's not a it's not a scratch anymore. It's a full open sore wound, and it's bleeding, and they have to do something about it or. You know, they'll continue to piss and shit on the sidewalks. And yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, they're pissing and shit in the subway because I see that shit all the time. That's all the time. Scott. Jeez. But if, Scott Stringer is another uh, strong contender. I think, he, yeah, he's a comptroller right now. Very dull, but very effective and very politically astute as well. So I saw him speak live somewhere. Somewhere he came, somewhere I was at, he came to speak live. Like and watching, really, oh, it's really what? He, yeah. Because he, he is was like really dull, really <laughs> smart, <laughs> really no, really smart, really nice, yeah, but very like he he feels like your um, English lit high school teacher accountant, <laughs> even worse. his his accountant, <laughs> the English lit professor's accountant. <laughs> right. Wow, that's how dull he is. Wow, that's how dull he is. So it looks like you have a good return coming back, sir. That's exactly, exactly. how he talks. That's exactly, exactly, exactly. How he talks. exactly. That's like it. that. Exactly. Oh my god, that's how he talks. But everything that comes out of his mouth is is bright, and and I think his own is I think his politics are in the right place. He's just dull. Mm. He's just dull. I think Charlie made a good point. Uh, is that his his politics are in the right place, or I should say, in the white place. Mm. Mm. And I'm not saying from like. A racist point of view, but from a point of view that I think our community needs specific attention in certain areas that we need our elected officials to really hone in on those uh, issues of unemployment, of housing, of criminal justice reform. And I'm not sure that that's where his his heart is. Mm-hmm. While it might be at the macro level in terms of trying to, you know, build a better city and then hopefully, you know, it's more trickle down theory. But um, I don't I don't think he's where we need him to be. Well, we'll see. 
Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coden <laughs> Party, goddammit. No. What's going on in your life, Rick? Oh, man, a couple of things, man. Really, really trying to set my mind to getting rid of this COVID weight, man. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> real. Christ. It's, it's real. real. It's and you know what? It's, it's, it's not even, it's not even, you know, the actual thing up and working out and the diets and shit. And it's, it's, it's not that. It's just that when you, do all the things you're supposed to be doing and then you step on the scale and you lost three pounds. It's kind of like, what the fuck? How long is this going to fucking take? I'm intermittent fasting and you know what I mean? Like, okay, so I can literally feel the difference in the fit of my clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm the workouts are, 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 I wouldn't say easier, but I, I they're, they're more manageable. Like it's not, I'm not dead at the end of it. I'm tired. I'm, I'm fully like I've worked out, but I'm not dead. So I feel like my fitness is, is stepping up, but it's like the weight is not coming down the way that I anticipated. Um, but you know, I guess it's just going to be a slow, slow grind. And I, and you know what, I, I've sort of committed myself to doing regular exercise, just running and trying to stay fit just in general, just cause I want to live longer, you know, and I just want to, I want to make that a, a regular habit for myself to just, you know, get out there and do something. But, um, I enjoy, I enjoy running. I really enjoy it. You know, I'll, I'll run like three, three days a week and then try to do some other stuff another three days a week. And, um, and this intermittent fasting. So I started out doing it like every day. And then I was I was reading some other stuff about intermittent intermittent fasting for men over 40. They say they're saying like you shouldn't do it every day because your metabolism will slow down to meet what you're doing, right? So then you you don't really make the progress that you think you're going to make. So what I'm doing now is intermittent fasting 3 days a week doing 20-hour fast, 4-hour eating window. 3 days a week. So now your body is 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 off guard because one day you're eating normally, still holding down on the carbs, but eating normally. And then the next day you're fasting for 20 hours and eating for four hours. So it's it's getting your body to burn up the your excess. You know, all that shit sound real cute, nigga, <laughs> but I am a fan of Nabisco. <laughs> <laughs> Oreos and all that shit. I am. Oh my god! I am so weak right now. I need help. I need I, Jesus. I, I am a testament to that shit works, Rick. The only thing I can say is I, I pushed it up to thirty six hours, and then I was able to do it for three and five days at a clip. It's tough if you really want to go faster. You can try dry fasting, which is fasting with no water, and you will be sh- amazed at how fast the, the weight drops off. But if you don't do that, dead. make sure you. Go see your doctor. Go see your doctor first. Go see your doctor first. Yeah, I, I remember when you did that. You started losing your vision. You were wearing three different prescriptions <laughs> in two weeks. I'm not trying to do that shit. Well, I was. No, I was also. I was fasting. I was fasting for a little bit different. 
So they can look I was at, fasted so they for look seven at days at a time. How? How? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find myself a lifestyle that I can. I, that I can continue with. I'm not trying to just drop it real quick, but it's like when you're doing all the things, and then it's like you see a three pound difference. The three pounds. I'm grateful. I'm. I'm losing three pounds, but the inches are also coming off, which is also. Which is also, also you. You, you haven't gained. You haven't gained. You, might, you, you, might, gained you might be. You might be creating muscle. Muscle is heavier than fat. So true. That, True, because I I do feel the difference in you know you know the genes that were a little snug at the beginning of the COVID that uh, you know got a little bit of room now. You know what I mean? Yo, I'm strictly sweatpants right now. <laughs> Dang, well, this nigga's same. wearing moos. He's wearing moos right now. Dang. I'm wearing same. I'm wearing camo moos. <laughs> I, I did order some. I did order some uh, twill uh, joggers from uh, from the Gap. It's got a little. I, like those. I haven't. Yeah. I, I saw the advertising for those. I, I was thinking about getting some of those. They got I, an I elastic to, waist. You, you know, there's room I'm to all grow. For that. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to use Amazon uh, wardrobe last week and bought some new clothes. I was just like, I don't know what size I am, so let me just try a couple, <laughs> a couple different sizes. Let me see. Yo, I, I am looking forward to the gyms being reopened and we can safely go back to them. Um, I guess yeah. I can go and you can make an appointment to some gyms. But I, I need the idea of wanting to go to the gym and not going to encourage me to start working out. Mm. Although I did say I'm going to start just taking a walk and then running the track. Matter of fact, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you run the streets or do you run a track, Rick? Um, two days I'll run the streets and then I'll the third day I'll run to the track because that's my long my long run. I'll run around the track. There's a okay. great uh, track over by Wingate High School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nigga think he Rocky or something, son. Running the street, son. Nigga Tyson and shit. He, he dressed you know, like you know what uh, motivates me I, right now. I I run around the cemetery. It's a, it's a huge cemetery oh, around here. I yeah. run around the cemetery. I look at all the people I don't want to be. Yeah, and it keeps oh, it keeps okay. me running. That is okay. some motivation for your ass. That is motivation. Because all I want to do is eat the cookies I got in my cabinet, son. <laughs> Oreos and shit. Be calling the nigga like, yo, just stop buying it. That's the secret. I was just about to just say that's the that's the secret. Stop we buying do, it. We don't sure really that. get buy that stuff. I love them Biscoffs, man. I love. Man, there's a few things, man. I just can't. I just gotta stop buying my it, man. Belly is huge right now. It's ridiculous. I'm like two thirty. Yeah, my downfall is I'm, cheese right now. Mm. Said cheese isn't so bad though. Cheese isn't so bad for you. Not if it's you not eat a whole brick. I am laughing with this cow all day, nigga. Morning. I laugh with this nigga in the afternoon. I was laughing with this nigga after dinner. Yeah, you eat a whole brick, then you got a problem. Like I would just sit there and eat like I, at least fifty percent, maybe sixty percent of a uh, cheese uh, brick. What, what type of cheese are you eating, brie? No, uh, I'm not special like that. I I like uh, the pepper. Pepper Jack. Uh, Pepper Jack and um, mozzarella. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. The secret for me was was intermittent fasting and keto and cheese was my go to because it was low carb. So mm. cheese and cheese and meat. So cheese now you, so, so you're constipated because you're eating cheese and meat all the time and you're fasting and your body is all fucked <laughs> up. And when you shit, you shit out of brick because you got all that. Well, it, here's the funny thing. If you fast enough, your system gets empty. And you and you go to the bathroom and is 
There's <laughs> nothing. It's air. It's like it's crazy. After a while, there's nothing to come out because you've, <sighs> you've cleaned out your system. We got to put a warning on the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> your ass yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> if you if you don't put anything in, nothing comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so the the other thing which was hilarious last week picking up the little ones from uh daycare and from from school and i'm stopped at a light behind another car light turns green and i hear from the back seat what are you waiting for go I turn around and my little girl is like, go. And I'm like, you're, you're right, baby. You're right, baby. So I shouldn't I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have smiled as hard and as I did, because now we're stopped at every light, and she's like, "What are you waiting for? Go!" Like, baby, it's a it's a red light. They they don't have to go quite yet. Yeah, when it yeah. turns green, then we yell at them. Yeah, yeah. I like how she's gradually becoming a New York driver. Oh yeah, my god! You gotta train them up right, New York. Yeah. We get to road rage together. It's bonding. It's a bonding experience. It is. It's nice. I love that. I love that. I just just you know, I'd have been fucked up if she was like. Go, dickhead! Like that would have been a problem. <laughs> I can see at sixteen taking a driving uh, ed test. <laughs> what are you waiting for, dickhead? Go! <laughs> you see, I'm trying to fucking park. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Ten and two o'clock, motherfucker. Ten and two o'clock. That's how my dad oh, taught me to God. drive. Yeah, that reminds me when I came back to New York. I may have said this on the show before. When I came back to New York, I had to get a new license. And the examiner um, was, you know, obviously watching me drive. And she she says, and she has this thick Italian ass accent and old. Oh, you're such a good driver. What are you even taking a test for? And I'm like, because <laughs> the fucking state is making me take it. God damn. How about well, you drive me around like Mr. <laughs> exactly. I always wanted you know a what? black... Maybe that's what she was around. saying. That's exactly what she was saying. So, you're such a good driver. How much do you back. charge? How much do you charge? The back of his car and take and, and test you that way. Take me to the supermarket. I need to get some tomatoes so I can make this sauce. Leon, I need you to drive me over to the Piggly Wiggly. Come on now, nigga. Get your ass in that car and drive. What's crazy is uh, I would have had to hold my tongue because I needed my license. Yep. <laughs> is that Driving right? Driving is crazy. Driving, Driving is crazy. crazy. <laughs> oh, man. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on with you, Mac? I debated whether or not to do the show tonight, and I've debated whether or not to talk about this, but that's what we do here. And I knew you guys were going to make me laugh. Um, unfortunately, last week, my my mom passed at 89 years old, and um, I did get to see her before she passed. She did get to see my, my new daughter on FaceTime. It was not COVID-related. She wasn't in any pain. She just had 
pretty bad COPD and in a pandemic, it caught up with her. The worst part about it was um, I wasn't able to see her Thanksgiving. They had stopped visitation. So like I was locked out of the hospital for months until. And then they called me and it was like, you can come. And it's really, I think what's really hard about this is like my mother was like the matriarch of the family. She like kept us all together and she'd call your brother, you know, and, and uh, you know, all of that. So um, it's it's been rough. And, you know, anybody listens to the podcast, like what I lost my father nine months ago and in between I had a baby. So I lost my father found, right after I found out my, my wife was pregnant, had the baby. And then right after showing my mom the baby on FaceTime, my mom passes away. So it's been... Um, it's been a brutal 12 months all during COVID. It's been a brutal 12 months. So I really debated coming on the podcast today, but A, I know you guys are going to make me laugh and thank you for that. And thank you for being so, so supportive as you have. And also everybody listening to the podcast who's reached out to me, text messages, who knows about everything that was going on. I, I really appreciate it. But, you know, my mom was about family and congregating and being with each other and and celebrating life. So that's why I decided to come on here and, and do that. Um, for the most part, I'm OK. And we just, you know, like I like I was telling you guys in the chat, um, our little private chat, I said, Mom, I ain't raising no snowflake. My parents ain't raising no snowflake. So this is tough. It's a lot, but I'm still standing. I feel good. I have the support of my family. My family has really stepped up and, um, you know. I'm working through it. I'm working through it. And like, uh, you know, I, I really want to acknowledge Rick because Rick has been calling me almost every day. <laughs> Everybody. Vince called me. Vince, annoying, but fuck no, it. I'm call you anyway. <laughs> no, no. But I appreciate it because he's like, yo, I'm just checking it. OK, bye. And also mostly because he's been encouraging me to uh, get some therapy, whether I think I need it or not, I'm, I'm going to do it just because there may be things going on that I may not even be present to. I may not even know what's going on and I may be reacting in a negative way and I don't want to. So I'm trying to be really I'm really trying to stay away from people as much as possible because I am I feel like I'm functioning right now instead of just like living. I'm really am like on some functional type shit. Yeah, right so that's exactly mm-hmm. you. That's exactly yeah. what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and I got a I got a new baby at home. I'm in COVID. I'm running a business. My mother just wasn't a you know my mother was an enterprise. You know my mother had stuff you know assets and things, and I got to take that stuff over. So it's just it's a lot to it's a lot to juggle on top of what I was already juggling. So mm. I'm really just um, you know, but I do want to leave it on a positive note, and um, and I, I want everybody to be encouraged. My mother always was an eternal optimist and tried to help people even when she didn't have it or she couldn't do it. My mother gave until it hurt. Um, So I'm asking anybody who is interested to give to one of my mother's favorite charities, which is the Quag Wildlife Refuge, which is Q-U-O-G-U-E in her name, which is Juanita, J-U-A-N-I-T-A Burnett. If anybody wants to um, Send them twenty five dollars um, in my mother's name. I, I'd be greatly appreciated. They're doing good work out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a sizable donation as well. So, but that's it. And and my daughter has just been putting a smile on my face every day. So every day I want to be sad. I was sad the other night. It was like you know because new baby you up doing this twenty four hour shift. So it's like three o'clock in the morning, and 
you know, I'm watching Fox News and I'm looking at something on the table, uh, looking at something on the TV and um, they said something crazy. And I was like, what? And I looked at my daughter and she looked at me with side eye like, you heard what they said? It was it made me laugh. So. <laughs> so I've been having moments like that. She looked at me, she gave me a side eye like, what is this? I was like, Can you please turn this on? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you know? watching, Dad? <laughs> so we've been I've been having a lot of fun moments like that. And hugs from her has just been keeping me together. Um, but I, I, like I said, I want to keep everybody on a positive note. And um, I'm going to play this voicemail. Uh, oh, that's the unfortunate thing. I have three years of voicemails going back uh, to 2017. Um, my parents' voicemails, my, I just never deleted them. I have no idea why. I just didn't. Um, so I have all these voicemails my parents left. Um, so I'm going to leave. My mother left the best voicemail. So I'm going to leave one after this check-in in her memory and I thank you guys for all the love and support. To your moms. No doubt. Cheers. All right. To your moms. Must Thanks, love. fellas. Yes, good morning. Just checking on you. Don't know where you are. Don't know how you are. And uh, I just want to make sure you're okay. I don't know if you're here or Virginia. But anyway, give me a call when you get a chance. Just want to make sure you're okay. Okay. Bye. Decoding 40. My question is, are you guys ready to have baby number two this year? <laughs> you know, you know, you know what's so funny? I have been taken to fatherhood like 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 a New York City rat to pizza. I have to tell you what I have. It has been the most wonderful thing every day has been poop and everything all the things the milk and every i'm into all of it i'm 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 looking for dad clubs to join and i'm so into it so i'm i'm ready to do it again i'm i'm ready for the remix i'm 100 percent in i don't know <laughs> if my spouse feels the same <laughs> but i'm like can, Nigga, let's go what? give a couple months give a couple months i'm let I'm, rest I'm, for a minute yeah. i'm trying to get none she's busy yeah, exactly. making milk right now yeah 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 so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, what's funny is like, so I do the night shift, right? So it's like, we stay up late and I watch, I watch, I watch all the, all the right wing TV shows. I catch up on movies, but it's nice to just hang out, you know, two, three, one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning with your daughter and just sit there. It's, 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 it's interesting. This is, it's a new experience for me. I know you guys have all been through this, but it's a new experience for me. And, uh, I was a little concerned about having a daughter. I'm still panicking about it, but I'm, just gotta I'm keep her off the pole, man. Just keep her off the uh, pole. That's my only that's job. That's what Chris Rock I said. Maybe this is the yeah. best line he ever said. Keep her off the fucking pole, and you're just, fine. You you're you fine. just you just gotta be you gotta be real with her. You gotta be real with her. Oh yeah, you, you try to guard her from 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 life, or you try to say no, you can't do that. We know what we know who those girls were. Those are the ones we were hanging out with. <laughs> the ones who dad who were real with them, we couldn't get close. We couldn't get yeah. close. The fuck so, you know. we were like vultures on them. Yeah, we don't you don't want your child to be vulture food, right? Yeah. No, 100%. I'm very real. Like my I've said shit to my oldest and like even her face like got red. I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is this is what it is. I'm letting you know. It's you have to be as real, like, listen, like I told you, you know, you we talked about that shit. Like, you know, that's the you as soon as you saw her, you fell in love instantly. And instantly you know that you'll die for that child. So it's like you want to make sure 
that no one fucks with her. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes because they got to go through their own shit. But, you know, nonetheless, you're still ready to put a bullet in a motherfucker who messes with her. So that's crazy. what it is. But, that's um, crazy. yeah, man, she's adorable, yeah, man. by the way. Yeah, she Thank is. you. Shout Thank out you. to the baby. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got, we Looks got like baby. a little doll, man. I'm going to be drunk as fuck. Hey. All these, all these <laughs> <we're doing right laughs> I'm, I'm taught the worst part. We have not been able to get together and have cigars mm. and celebrate. And I had a whole, a whole plan. I was like, I'm, I'm going to buy a big bottle of whiskey, cigars on me. We're going to go out. We're going to find a good place with good ventilation. We're going to, you know, make it but, happen. But we'll, 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 we'll figure that out. Like I said, I've extended are, the vacation. Are cigar bars still cl- are they still shut? I don't know. I don't know. The ones that have open um uh door space, those are open. Y'all can come to the house. You kind of come over to Jersey. I know it's like you gotta pay a toll. Y'all niggas don't do that. Actually, you don't pay a toll going my way. Going going back, you pay a toll. Anyway, y'all need to come over to the house. I light the fire in the back. Yeah, I gotta get the grill. I'll grill up some food. We can drink and we can have six feet away from each other. I'm down. You got I'm a heat down. lamp? I got a heat lamp. See now, see, see, here you go. Here we go. You have a heat lamp. He's like, you got a heat lamp? Is it four hundred Adirondack chairs? Nigga, you got marshmallows? I like my outdoor cigar lounges with heat lamps. Nigga, you got marshmallows with this fire? Beautiful, nigga. No, is that something we could do on a Saturday night? I'm I'm down. I'm yeah. down. I'm so I do that in my own backyard, so I'm down. Well, I, I listen. I got the I got a week off in March, so I guess by the time it, I'll be the last one in the rotation, I guess because I don't have off Saturdays. But if I on vacation, I'll have that Saturday off. I think it's the week of. It might be around Rick's birthday, or something like that. I took the week off. Oh, that's perfect. Well, that's don't you have um, Mondays off? I mean, you, you got Mondays off, right? Yeah. I mean, I could do so, Sunday I mean, night. I'd be down to do a Sunday night if everybody was down. I'd be down for it. Is that tough for you, Rick? I'll see his face. I am not drinking it's- with y'all Sunday night and then Monday night. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's not happening. I need a day. <laughs> I need a day. I need some I need space. A so, yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I wonder. Shit, we couldn't do that. I would say we can all just hook up uh, 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 impromptu recording and shit. We could do that. We get we can uh, not, not on not on someone's Wi-Fi. Four computers, that shit would be ridiculous. Yeah. That shit. Uh, I, I mean, we, I like, I got a hot we can figure we it out. Can, yeah, we can figure it out. Those are small issues. Sneaky like I got a hot spot. <laughs> I got a hot spot. I got a hot spot, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I carry my own internet powers, nigga. I, I walk with it. I walks with it, son. <laughs> I got a hot spot. <laughs> I got a high spot, nigga. <laughs> I keep trash bags with me. <laughs> it's pimp. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are, be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. So today is Martin Luther the King's birthday. You said Martin Luther the King? Ma- yeah. Martin Luther the King. That's how you got to say uh, it. That's how you got to say it. This is the, bl- the blackest way to say it, right? <laughs> um, 
Martin Luther the King's birthday. And um, there's, which is, I've seen it happen before I've recognized it, but there's been a real conversation around other people appropriating Martin Luther King without appropriating the message, the goals and the objectives of Martin Luther King. They, they but they appropriate the, the person and the I have a dream speech. What do you guys think is the real legacy of MLK uh, versus what the corporations think? And who do you guys was, who do you guys think was the real MLK? Cause there's, I think there's, I think there's the man who was doing the work. I think there is the icon. And then I think there's the man, like who he really was like his personal life. I think it's important that you go and do your, your due diligence, due diligence and do your research for with all uh, of the 60s civil rights leaders, you know, um, Malcolm and Martin being the two on quote unquote opposite sides, they would say. And you see the growth of them. So, you know, everybody focuses on Malcolm and the nation and, and how they focus on what they considered negative. And then they did the same. They Then they trivialized Martin with I have a dream. They don't go four years after that. They don't deal with when, what I guess he actually had regrets for some of the policies or even pushing this movement as far as for integration. So I, I think it's important that you, 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 you find out the true legacy. And like, again, that's how they do it though. They did the same thing with, with Muhammad Ali. When Muhammad Ali passed away, mm-hmm. they was acting like they, they love this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They hated this nigga. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? When he didn't go to Vietnam, are you kidding me? They didn't like him because he was already uh, braggadocious and arrogant, you know, when he was whooping ass. Like, okay, he he was, that's who he was. And when he didn't want to go to the army and, and you know, again, so you got to be careful. You always see those memes and those jokes in a hundred years. Martin Luther King would be white. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and make America great again. You know what I'm saying? It's like they <laughs> manipulate history right. To, right, white, to literally whitewash it, you know, and it's it's ridiculous. And and then they 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 want to put a nice bow on Martin because again, they have to have they have to have the you know the uh the the positive Black history model, and and then you have Malcolm X, who was the bad guy. You know, you got to have polar opposites. It's, it doesn't work any other way, right? So they paint this picture of Martin, but if you look at Martin's philosophy towards the end of his life, he was sounding more like Malcolm towards the end of his end of his life, as far as more of a nationalistic approach to it. Martin, Malcolm being more focused on the black community in general, but. Martin starting to say, say, you know, listen, it's more about poor than it is about race. Uh, Vietnam's fucked up and, you know, all those things. And I think that's what ultimately got him killed. Mm. That's my two cents. I really like what you're saying um, and you're making some great points because I, I always reflect on Martin in my early 20s in college. I had come to resent Martin and his philosophies and his approach to human rights. And it wasn't, and now that I've gotten older, I can appreciate him in a different uh, perspective. It wasn't that I resented him. I resented the whitewashing of him. Mm -hmm. Because as I started to read his texts and and watch more of his speeches, I understood more from 
his perspective versus what the narrative the, the new white narrative was about who Martin was. And there's an article that I was reading this morning that talked about how Meet the Press used to treat Martin. And while they celebrate him now in this current time, in, in the 60s or, yeah, in the 60s, he was, he was vilified. And the host really looked to shit on him at all turns. And Martin was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to be on that show because I got other things to do. But then it came to a point where he realized that being on other platforms helped him amplify the movement. So he was willing to, you know, take, take those interviews when necessary. And I even posted it on my IG is like this idea that Martin was a beloved American. 75% of Americans hated this dude. Mm-hmm. While he was live, seventy five percent. He's a rebel rouser, and he, what he's fighting for is equality to be treated equally under the same system. It, and I was, I was going to say, is it's very interesting because the video that I, was his final speech, and what he said was, all we're asking for is for America to give the promise that they put on paper. Mm-hmm. This entire time, that's what he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Live up to the promise that you made. You made to all people. Some of these people are trying to say we're not full people. Some of these people are not just trying to say that we're fully human, but we are. And you're going to give us what you promised all people. That's all we want from America. That's what January 6th was about. January 6th was about invalidating all of these black votes and all of these 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 red and purple states because our vote shouldn't count we we the, it, it, what he was asking for they didn't want to give it because they don't believe it when people are asking me is this who we really are yes like when i see january 6th black folks aren't shocked but this this ain't our problem because this is white supremacy against the system because white supremacy is finally being called to task and they are having as l said they're having a full-ass meltdown the idea of having to give up that white supremacy and not only have to treat us as equals, but in, in a lot of cases, be their superior, which is really interesting. I was talking to somebody. Who was I talking to? I was talking to, I think it was my cousin. And he was talking about, talk, no, I was talking to uh, one of my mentors and she was talking about her son and he was looking at this and he said, you know, oppression can only happen two ways, down or laterally. Meaning white people think that they're above somebody and they can oppress downward because I'm better than you or laterally across to someone else who is my equal. But when you come into and you try to oppress upward against the powers that be, they're going to push back in a way that you're not going to like or, or and is going to be radically excessive. And that's right. what happened. And that's Absolutely. what happened. And that's and that's what you guys have been pushing back against. Because I because I've been talking this, they coming for us for months on the podcast. And y'all like, nah, they, the man, and I gotta I gotta admit, they overdoing it, but I think rightfully so. They put 25,000 troops in at, around the Capitol. Yeah. That's letting you know, play around if you want. Frog. We got guns and guns and guns. Tons of guns. Tons of guns. You know what? I just looked up something. I, so Martin was 26 years old in 55, 26. He died, excuse me, he was murdered at 
39 years old. This goes to he was young. He was a young dude. So, of course, he adopted a philosophy because we're all idealistic in our 20s. So that's the that's the one philosophy that he jumped on. That's the one he believed on. And of course, he's going to evolve as a man. And they try to put this man in a fucking box that he would he was. I have a dream and that's it. And that's so disrespectful. That's what's so disrespectful about that. You know what I mean? Is that they don't talk about him and his. And again, they've they've created a situation where, like L alluded to earlier, how he felt about him. A lot of black folks have kind of disregarded him as a sellout in certain in certain circles because he doesn't appeal to the militancy of what might be going on today without even doing the research and listening to the last four years after I have a dream. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, look, look at how he was sort of presented to our generation. Yeah, exactly. You know, our generation, we gravitated towards Malcolm X because it felt, he felt real. He, he was speaking directly to our, our pain. Right. But the way that Malcolm was, was sort of introduced to us was through their eyes, was through their, through their filter. Mm-hmm. And I have a dream and my dream is to be integrated with white folks. But all the time, like it didn't resonate with us. Like yeah. we knew that we should respect this man because of what he endured during his time fighting against the system. But it didn't seem like the message or the direction he was fighting for directly aligned with what we were feeling. Mm-hmm. But when you dig deeper, and you listen to the speeches and you read his text, you start to see, oh, he's completely being misrepresented, which is right in line with how white supremacy works, right? Mm-hmm. They try to co-op your message, spin it, and, and put out propaganda in replacement of it, right? So from 26 years old to 39 years old when he was murdered, there's a, a quantum leap between those two ages, mm-hmm. he went from a young man to a grown man, right? And grown man is who you should have been listening to. But we weren't in control of our we weren't in control of our messaging. We weren't in control of our media. I think now is different. Now is different. He didn't even get a chance to be forty years old, yo. No, he didn't. He didn't even make no. it to that milestone. Crazy. What made, what made him what made him so dangerous at that point? What whoa. made him so dangerous when he started the Poor People's Campaign, mm-hmm. which now included not just black people who were being um, yes. oppressed and who were being uh, taken advantage of. It now included all of these, all of these, 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 not all of them, but a, a lot of these, these, these poor white trash. And these proud boys that ran up in the Capitol, they would have been aligned with our message because they are being screwed over just like everyone else is being screwed over. But they don't right. they don't realize that they're in the same boat. Mm-mm. They want no, they want because they want to run the boat. Right. They don't want you on they, the boat. They think they they think that they're in Trump's boat. They think they have the complexion for the protection. That's what it really comes down to. Right. Exactly. And, and, it's, it's, and the reason and, and the reason and they don't find out that they don't. Right. And the reason that they don't they don't elevate and talk about Malcolm as much because you can't white you can't whitewash Malcolm. You can't 
you can't put Malcolm over ice and dilute him. It's, it doesn't work that way. But Malcolm uh, Martin, because he was talking about nonviolence and they're able to take that message and elevate it. And they're like, OK, this is acceptable. But, yeah. you know, but but Malcolm was saying is that that ballot or the bullet speech, they played this right before Georgia. And I was like, if these Georgians don't go vote and after watching that, I don't under, I don't know what we're doing. And they well, did you know, well, well the, the thing is with with Martin, uh, when he makes the statement, uh, Harry Belafonte said he was at the house. Martin had a conversation with him and, and basically said that that's where the statement comes from. I think I've led my people into a, uh, a burning house. Burning house. I'm, yeah, I'm, right. I'm paraphrasing. Right. So yeah, yeah. that that statement alone, I think there's some guilt in that, because if you listen to one of Malcolm's speeches, Malcolm breaks down how the march on Washington happened. And how it was about money, because there was a lot of infighting inside SNCC and NAACP and things of that nature. So there was money that was given by Kennedys and the white power structure at the time. So I think in 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 doing in integrating and doing all those things, he also probably harbored some ill feelings like, fuck, I, I work with these people. I try to work with them and here they are and they're still trying to stab me in the back. So, like, what more do I got to fucking do? You know what I'm saying? And and it that's at the end of his life. I watched. I was watching um, what you sent me, Ellen. I was also just watching his last sermon, DC, I believe it was, in a in a church. And you can see it on his face that he just knew it was coming. And I'm sure he was getting the phone calls, like Malcolm was getting, and he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. So you can look in his face and. and with that speech and the one we'll watch later on th- this evening, that is uh, fucking crazy. His face, you can tell that he knew something was coming. You can just look at his face. I just came across the uh, speech that he gave that's titled The Other America. And I think that's a fascinating speech. And I encourage everybody to watch that in which he gives this line that still just, I think it, it resonates with me because it so succinctly talks to what the problem is with white supremacy and on some level what's what's wrong and i don't want to sound like terry cruz but what's wrong with even black supremacy because the ultimate and logical end to that is genocide of someone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you have to eliminate the thing that is trying to eliminate you Mm -hmm. that you perceive is trying to eliminate you but the other two texts that have really rooted me in uh, but can we just say Terry Crews is wrong for what he's yeah, Terry Crews wrong fuck Terry okay. Crews fuck that nigga go ahead um, but the other two texts that have rooted me in in Martin's thinking is The Strength of Love which is one of my favorite books that I just pick up just because occasionally whenever I feel like reading but why come read and the other one is um, <laughs> they got <laughs> that a lot of yeah, right. Letter from a Birmingham Jail, and which is actually the first book I read that I really read. Like I really got into it. And I was like, okay. And that's that was the, the switch that turned the light on. Like, all right, what what has been taught about Martin is not even close to what we should have been engaged in in terms of the conversation about what he was trying to do. He because was it, a revolutionary, right? Yeah. Because then, because that taps into. All, all the nice whites and all the nice people who just want to allow the status quo to exist and just hope 
that you just get along and just be okay. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing where you talk about even now, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, where him kneeling was problematic, but somehow storming a Capitol <laughs> on the U.S. Plaza. Say her that, name. That was appropriate. Hmm. And they out there to say her name for the for the chick that got busting in her fucking neck, trying to trying to break through the door right. after they said, "Don't come through the door. We're gonna right. shoot. You're not gonna shoot me, pop." Right. Meanwhile, Brianna was in her home. That's in it. her home, and they, yeah, they only wanted to charge a wall for being in the way yes. of a bullet. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I, I invite everybody to watch those three pieces, and I'll, I'll put them on the uh, show notes. But um, and if you guys have any other references you want to add, we'll put those in the show I, notes. I'm, I'm just curious, con- considering how he was sort of presented to our generation, and you know, generation the generation before us, um, they were closer to him, like our parents' generation. They were closer to his experience. They lived it while he was, while he was alive. Like we got it secondhand and through somebody else's filter. Like what must, what must it be like now? Like, is it just fucking selling McDonald's hamburgers? Like what, is it all commercialized? Like it's a day off. I'm, I'm really curious, like how they, how they interpret who he was and his, his, his purpose Martin Luther King has become a meme. You're talking because that, no, we're talking. I'm sorry, Mac. I'm sorry because we're, we're, we're talking about how people learn today. So they've it's become a meme. Hmm. That's what it's become. Well, but that's my question. Did did he save America? Absolutely. Or and, did or did he or did he just pivot us in a different direction? Whether white America knows it or not, he saved their humanity. Because they were traveling down a road where every time they disrespected, murdered, subjugated a black person, they were losing a little piece of their humanity. But that's still happening right, today. Black All people continue to stand in the gap for this democracy. S- still going we on today. continue to stand in the gap for this democracy. And it's interesting to me because I, w- I had to look at their names. But so Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, Patrice Colors, you know, the founders of BLM, 20, 30, 40 years from now, they're going to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Fact. BLM is going to be celebrated. Colin right. Kaepernick is going to be celebrated. Exactly. No, but right now no they're castigated. And right. it's it's it's. But that's how it's always happening in history. Right. And it and may be a, it may be a good before. thing. It may be a great thing. Because if they don't have that opposition, they just get ingested into that white machine, mm. right? And they spit them out however they want the public to, to to perceive them. And that's what they're trying to do right now. But the but the problem is it's social media. So there there's a there's a there's that bit of uncontrollable factor that's there because you can go live with something. So a, a million people might see it before they try to retwist it. You know what I mean? And people already have copies of things, so. It's it's a little it's harder for them to to do that now. That's why Black Lives Matter is still thriving because no man, QAnon has some some real breath in its lungs right now, which is so fucking crazy. Because because they living in this fantasy. It's it's Dungeons and Dragons for these niggas. That's what it is for them. I am so surprised that that Vinny does not have like the QAnon starter kit or at least the manual to like walk us I, I am really disappointed Mr. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have, it's not, not a Q on that sweatshirt, right? Uh, 
Oh, okay. So make sure coding cue. I, I am really Golden shocked that Vinny cannot walk <laughs> us through. He says, "Well, no. Let me tell you about. It. I thought your your curiosity would have brought nah, us more, listen, more intelligent, sir. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've already went down that rabbit hole." 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I, I read about all that bullshit they're talking about now. I've read that shit already. You know what I'm saying? I read about the aliens and reptilians, and, and I can I I knew I, I know about all that shit, son, but I'm not gonna let that shit control my life. Nigga, I'm not storming Capitol buildings because of some shit I read in a book. Like, <laughs> so you up to R S and T? Is that yeah. what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I, listen, I, I know their whole bullshit, but it's like listen. I've been on a YouTube rabbit hole four in the morning, my nigga, and I'm deep in the rabbit hole. Like Beyonce is drinking baby blood right now, my chick. That's where I've been. So I know what the fuck they're talking about, but I'm. But my thing is, is that there's a difference between are you going to let that manipulate your entire reality and how you live in this world and how you how you do everything, or are you going to fucking move on? And I chose That's- to move on, but I can't fuck with that shit. Facts. But Jay-Z do drink blood. <laughs> I'm going to no part to that. Hello, my friend. This is Black Jesus. And when I'm down here on Earth, the first people I got to come to bless is the good guys over at Decoding 40 because, you know, they doing my work. They doing God's work because you niggas need guidance. So I was uh, I was watching uh, Ahmed Poor and Co, and Co uh, this week, and uh, I hope I don't butcher her name. Um, Ija Oma Olu, Oluo wrote a book called Media. You did, Media. You did butcher her name. Did, oh, you know how to say it? No. no. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> he was just pointing out that <laughs> she butchered it. Yeah, he said, I hope <laughs> I don't, you but you did. Jujala. <laughs> Jujala. Sister, Jujala. sister, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oluo. Anyway, she wrote a book called Mediocre, The Dangerous Legacy of White America. And um, it was really, really interesting. And, and we're going to link it up on social media, the video that she posted. I mean, that, that video, that interview. And she was really just kind of talking about some of the things that, that like I've been really banging, banging the flag on is just talking about how what uh, January 6th was and a lot of what they're fighting for is the right to be in power, in control and still win in their mediocrity. The whole thing is about how they can be super average and in control, but that's how they want it. They want to be able to maintain their mediocrity or the, or their, or, or even their, their diminished capacity, but still be in control and in power. And how now they're starting to have to face their mediocrity and they can't even look in the mirror. They can't even see someone else as above them, even in their excellence, they can't see somebody else above them. And she was just really breaking down how that how that mediocrity is going to be the the legacy of 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 white of the white male in the United States in the future. And that's just gonna how it's gonna be written. It's a really interesting well, concept, really interesting book. Well, here's the lie, right? Because for the masses, they want you to believe that you're the man sitting next to the man, right? But none of these white folks who are mediocre have any chance of being where these elite are. Most of the elite come from families who have had money for a very long time or are related to someone from or past the generations or, or the, the aliens or, or, or the Anaki. <laughs> <laughs> together. Come on. 
So, so that idea that you are next in line is a fucking lie, right? And when they start to realize that they will use your community to enrich themselves in the same way that they did with black people in, in the crack era and completely exploited our neighborhoods, they will turn around and exploit you and use Oxycontin and bleed you dry. They will do it to you just like they'll do it to us because you're at the same level. And that's what's making them upset. They thought that they were better. They thought they were a step higher. But they found out they'll get fucked just like anybody else because all you are is a worker bee. You are the battery that makes this machine run. You're nothing more than that. And I hope I hope all the poor whites, if you happen to hear this broadcast, which you probably won't. Who the fuck are they? You're in the same place that we are. You're here to make this machine run. That's what you're here for. I think I think Vin had mentioned earlier the uh, Chris Rock joke. And I'm reminded of the other Chris Rock joke when he said that there's a white person in here that could be one-legged and broke. But <laughs> still ride out that white thing over being him. Yeah. And he's rich. And I'm rich for all yeah. my money. Yep. <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna ride if you, white if you believe that if you if you bought if, into that if lie. You, if you bought the illusion, you you would rather be white, disabled, amputee <laughs> than be a black person. <laughs> I still got one fucking foot and I'm good with it. <laughs> but it's a white foot. It's a white a foot. Rich, a rich black person. You would rather have all those impediments than be a rich black person. I think that's true. I'm still white. So how does white privilege work for them? Or how has it worked for them? And where is it now? And how is it changing? It hasn't worked in the sense it's it's like a David Copperfield trick. And, and it feels like it's working, but they really have no true evidence that the thing that they think is happening is actually happening. And that's the reason why they believe in QAnon right. and all that right. shit. Because they can't. I, I think I think it worked for a while. It did. It did. Yeah, it did. The illusion. The illusion worked for a while. The illusion worked for a while. Like like when? you could win when Detroit was bustling and like auto auto uh, auto worker jobs was like high paying and you could you when when the working when the working when when the working class could when afford homes and cars and education for their children. That's when it was working. The but last- then corporations figured out, oh, we can give them less and make them work harder. And then they're like, oh, there's some people that are overseas that will work even harder for less. Fuck these guys. Thank you for calling, sir. <laughs> Fuck these I guys. We're out. So the system was propping up the illusion. Yes. I got you. And I think when when those uh, things started to occur, where you had uh, jobs being exported mm-hmm. and 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 uh, factories started to close, the the curtain disappeared. Yeah, because no one is picketing at these MAGA rallies. No one is picketing corporations who sent their jobs to Mexico. Right, they're picketing the Mexicans that came here for a better life. Yeah. Right, which is fascinating to me is that. All of these people are supporting a millionaire. He says he's a billionaire. I'm going to just say he's at least a millionaire. As if he's the one with the struggle. Right. Yeah. And it says Horatio Algo, Alger shit, Alger shit, that they think 
that could be me one day. Yeah. What is Horatio if I could just, if I could just pull up my bootstraps. I'll send it to you. It's a story about the rags of riches. It's the whole shit about how America mentality was built on. Hmm. It's, it's, it's this idea that I can be broke and nothing and then work my way up to become something. He is super mediocre, man. He's right. Not, he, he's, he's not he's smart. He's, of it. Yes. He's the, he is the embodiment of media of white male mediocrity. Yeah, he embodies absolutely. it, which is why when he goes out and says, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. That's why, because they're going to protect white mediocrity at all costs, which is why he can't lose. He can't say, I'm sorry. He can't say I'm fail because all of that is baked into the idea of white supremacy. And that's what is this whole thing is being unsaid is about. That's what it is. That's why they support yes. him. That's what's not being said is that yes. we can't, we are infallible. Yes. And, and I'm glad you said that. That's the thing that is going to be the downfall of us. And that's what's going to feed this idea of this, this, uh, this movement of white supremacy and this white supremacist because the white elitists still cannot wrap their mind around the fact that this ignorance is so pervasive that it's going to infect them more than it's going to affect us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They can't deal. They still are not ready to deal with that. I'm watching the news and people are still, and I'm talking about corporate media is still not ready to deal with the fact that these people will attack them. I think white people scared white people. For the first time in a long time. I think white people scared white people the way they think black people were supposed to scare. Exactly. Exactly. They they built the killer robot, but the killer robot got smart and took the micro trip out the back of his neck and said, fuck it, now I'm wilding out. And he's ripping off heads and everything else. Can I say, just to to go full circle, that's what that uh, episode in Electric Rain was about. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Now we have to watch it. Now we have to watch it. All right. So wrapping it up, wrapping it up. Predictions on what's going to happen on Inauguration Day. Let's close out with that. What do you guys think is going to happen for Inauguration? Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of white people are going to get shot. I, I believe that is true. You, you, in, a you variety, in a variety of places in America, a lot of white people are going to get shot. Not a lot of you black know, people. Get shot. You think they're going to go to the Capitol? They're going to go to Capitols. They're not going and, to the big one. No, no, to yeah, DC, no. to DC, no, uh, DC. They're not going to mess with they, some, they, some of them. Are going to go to DC? They're going to set up. So? They're going to. I think set some up. of them are going to get shot in DC. They're going. <laughs> they're going to set up at the McDonald's, eat McRibs. <laughs> and, and talk that shit, but they're not going. I, they, you can't carry in DC. I want to see Donald Trump riding a a white horse up Black Lives Matter way with a million magas behind him while they all get microwaved and nuked by the American army. I'm going to make sure I have snacks, fruit snacks, and all kinds of healthy other things so I can truly enjoy it. <laughs> That's like the fourth horse of the apocalypse. Yeah. You, that's what that is. He said vaporized, microwave. This nigga said microwave. Yes, because they have that technology. Now I'm on world? my conspiracy. I, I'm on my conspiracy. I, they they I have a microwave. Think, I don't think a lot of heat is going to happen in D.C. because they already have too much firepower like, set up. I think we're going to see it in like Michigan, Wisconsin, all, all the uh, the hot button states that they were yeah. claiming stole the vote. I think those are uh, Pennsylvania those that's where we're going to see some action all right well this has been 
This has been another exciting episode of Decoding 40. I hope everybody out there for Inauguration Day, listen, watch it on TV. Be safe. Don't be in a super spreader event. Take care of your families. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Make sure you f- listen to us every Thursday. Every every Thursday. Every Friday. <laughs> every Friday. <laughs> every Friday. A new episode of Decoding 40. And every Monday night at 11 p.m. Streaming on Facebook and YouTube. I'd like to dedicate this episode to my mother, Juanita Burnett. And um, we will see you guys next week. Appreciate you. Peace. 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 Decoding 40.